Lord, we come today seeking your word. It's my prayer that the, the words that come from your message this day would be yours and that you would guide us through this day, as we remember, through this week, as we go forward, and through everything that we face. It's in your name we pray. And God's people said, Amen. These are important. I went in to get a paper the other day, and I was at the racetrack, and I, I went in to get a paper, and I got my paper, and I went out to go get in the car, and I had my paper and no keys. And I knew nobody else had a key to my car. And I began to think, I'm not going to get anywhere right now. I've got all these things to do, and I'm not going to get anywhere. And so I just took a minute, rather than panicking, and I said, okay, God, you're the finder of lost things, and you're going to help me find my keys. And so I went in, and I looked, and they had fallen up under the edge of a, of a shelf. And somebody said, I was just fixing to turn those in. And I, was, I said, thank you. Now I can get about my day. And I realized then there are certain things that we just, we have to have. And if we don't do a good job keeping up with them, we can easily find ourselves stuck and lost. And so I, we began last week from, in First Peter talking about praising God no matter what. In the midst of death or disappointment or whatever it is that you face that has brought you down, we talked about praising God. That's the first key. I'm going to give you another key today, and that's trusting God. We're staying in 1 Peter. And I'll let you go ahead and pull up scripture here, and we'll read it together. Y'all ready? Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The word of God for us today. Lisa Turkust is writing a study that um, I'm leading on Thursday nights, and it's called Uninvited. And one of the things that she talks about is how God doesn't want us to be brought down. He wants to help us to praise him, to trust him, so we can, through Christ, be lifted up. One of the things she says in her book is that what we see will violate what we know unless what we see, or unless what we know dictates what we see. Let me say that one more time. What we see will violate what we know, unless what we know dictates what we see. We come into experiences in life when we just feel like we are overwhelmed and there's no way we can possibly face the thing that's coming. That happened on September 11th in 2001. I'm sure we could go around the room and each one of us could tell uh, those of us who were alive then, that is. We have several who, who've been born since then and um, some who weren't old enough to quite remember that day. But those of us who do could say where we were exactly at that moment. I couldn't tell you about the Friday before. I couldn't tell you about the day after. 
but I know where I was then. I got a desperate, panicked call from my mom, and the whole thing changed. Had a friend who had a baby four days later, and we cried because of the world that she was being born into, because it was different. It happened for Pearl Harbor with the, greatest, the ones we call the greatest generation. This one happened for us. David, in writing Psalm 23, knew fear. If you go to that very first verse, he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. My brother ha- brother-in-law has sheep. They'll wander off quick as, a, quick as a second will pass. But if he steps out that door to head to the pasture, they come running to him. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see. I could, I could make money off of a video filming this. But they come running because they know he is going to take care of him, them. They don't need anything. They know he's got it. I wonder if in writing Psalm 23, he was trying to calm some fear that he had. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Right there, he sets the foundation for a a calm and a coolness and a trust in the one who will take care of him. The one who loves him, who will look after him, and the one whom he is giving praise. He goes on, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through that darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff that comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We don't want to sit down with our enemy, do we? Hopefully we don't have any. But to sit down at a table with our enemies that's prepared by God means that God is paving a way possibly for reconciliation or restoration or at least peace at a very minimum. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I was talking with someone the other day about babies and babies are just fun to talk about, you know. And we got to talking, and she said, this baby is so loved, so loved. It has been before ever being an idea or a reality. I had this love in my heart for my child. I took a faith development class at, at Candler, and one of the, the beauties of this course was that I got to take it from an author who had written about faith stages. And their research had shown that before we're ever conceived, the attitude that goes into that will will convey a confidence in a child. Uh, It'll convey a likelihood of whether or not that child will come to be able to trust and to know God. And it's amazing to me that at a cellular level, we are being affected. But we are. And God is our perfect and only 
need. One of the things that we often do is worry as we age. But in Isaiah 46, 4, we hear these words, even to your old age and gray hairs. I love it. God's already answering it. And, and the gray hairs count even if you go get them covered up at the salon. I'm guilty. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you. And I will, ca- will sustain you. I will carry you. I will rescue you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I bet y'all can say that one with me. If you know it, join me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Peter, in this letter of 1 Peter, that has directed us not only to praise God, but to trust God. He knows those are keys to a life that is grounded in faith. And it makes a difference on days like 9-11. It makes a difference on days when you wake up and the phone call you get is the one you've dreaded. It's the one that you, you don't want to hear. But we have a belief in a God who can change a world. He can change a heart, any heart. He can crack it wide open. In Lisa Turku's book, she she thinks about how fear impacts us and keeps us from trusting. And she wrote these words. Lord, you're teaching me so much about trusting you fully and completely without suggestions or projections I'm choosing to embrace the very next thing you show me. I'll take the first step, and then I'll take the next. I finally understand, and I don't have to fully understand everything that happens to me or for me to trust you. We love asking why. We love saying, you know, why do do bad things happen to good people? We live in a world that is broken. We live in a world that, that ends up with persons broken from relationships or a diagnosis or a financial condition or joblessness, whatever it is. We all have something that breaks us. Lisa goes on to write, I don't have to try and figure it out, control it, or even like it, for that matter. In the midst of uncertainties, I will just stand and say, I trust you, Lord. You are the perfect match for my every need. I am weak. You are strength. I am unable. You are capability. I am hesitant. You are my assurance. I am desperate. You are my fulfillment. I am confused. You are my confidence. I'm tired, Lord. You're my rejuvenation. God is so amazing. 
We talked last week a little bit about Paul and Silas sitting in that jail cell and how when the earthquake came and the gates flew open, they could have just walked out. It's amazing that God can do that. But it's even more amazing that they know God well enough to know that there's a greater purpose in what just happened and they're going to stay right where they are. They're going to step out in faith and they changed the jailer's life by witnessing to him, by sticking around. And then the jailer went and told somebody else who went and told somebody else who went and told somebody else. Word can spread fast. When we're passionate about something or something has touched our hearts, word goes very quickly. How we look at things has a huge impact on each of us. We can see a problem or we can see a possibility. Is there something that's holding you back? Is there something that won't let you trust or follow God? The original word in Hebrew for following is radaf. Hope I'm saying that right. Somebody who knows Hebrew would probably correct me on that. R-A-D-A-P-H if you want to look it up. And it means to pursue or chase. Are we pursuing God? He's pursuing us. He has been since our first heartbeat. He has been since our first breath. Before then. And he's begging us to trust him. Trust is a hard thing. There's a quote that I heard that says, Trust takes years to build, seconds to break, and a lifetime to restore. If you've ever had your trust broken, it's hard to get that back. Broken trust and anger can shut down a heart until the truth, and I'm talking about the way, the truth, and the life, truth, until the truth and love are once again found. Until we find the keys to life. When you pick up your keys, babies love keys. They love to chew on them. They know they're important. When you find your keys... Remember that there are certain things that you have to have to get your day started. Just like we have to have this one to get the car started, this one to get in the church, this one's for the office, this one's for the house, so on. There's a key to everything in our life, and it begins with the foundation of trusting God. When we trust God, we can praise Him even more. When we trust God, we can know that he is there, regardless of what the enemy throws at us. Sorry for using so many examples from this, but this is a great book. You need to read it. She talks about when her family went to Tanzania. And she talks about when they were deciding what all they wanted to do before they left the country and came back to the States. And one of the things that her husband and children wanted to do was an African safari. 
Well, Lisa had had a fear of lions her whole life. We read in Scripture how the enemy is like a, a lion just waiting for that moment. And she finally broke down and agreed to go. And when they pulled up, her fears just overcame her because there were the tents she was going to sleep in, a little thin fabric tent with a zipper front and a big sign that that says, do not leave your tent after dark, period, ever, exclamation point. The tents were equipped with all that they needed to get through the night on raised platforms. But they said, don't leave your tent. And her fear just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it came time to go to sleep, and her husband took the last sleeping pill. And she thought, great, here I am to fend off the lions. Here I am to be the tough one. And she thought, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to go to sleep. She probably said uh, Psalms 4-8. I will lay down and rest because you you alone are my rock and my refuge. And all of a sudden, brushing against the tent is a lion. And she's sitting there holding her breath, shaking, thinking, I need to wake him up. And he's asleep. He's sound asleep. And she said she laid there and she just shipped, just quivered until the guards took a tranquilizer, shot the lion with a tranquilizer now, and put it to sleep. They knew how to handle it. God places guards all around us so that we will know how to handle the lions in life so that we'll know how to handle it when that enemy comes and knocks, whether it's fears, whether it's whatever it is you face. The lion doesn't win. God keeps his promises. He keeps his promises, and we can trust him. Many of you may remember 1 Corinthians 13 as something that you hear at a wedding. It's also keys to life. There are three things that remain. What are they? Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is 1 John 4, 8 says, God is love. Love can conquer the scariest things in the world. It can reconcile. It can restore us. It can give us hope. And it can guide us. One of the great things that happened after 9-11 was the love that people had for each other. It poured out. All of a sudden, people were nicer to each other. They went to church. They did things for other people. They checked on the elderly lady down the street. They checked on the new mom. They were kind to the coworker that maybe they weren't really wild about. And they, they reached out. 
and they loved. It inspired a song that we know. I felt like it was fitting for us to remember today the events of that day. But as you watch it and understand, if you have small children, you may want to have them turn towards you or something. There are images from that day that are just tragic. But it's part of remembering. Think about love, the love that prevails, the love that continues to prevail. Because God is love, and he is constant, and he is unchanging. We can trust him no matter what. came out of 9-11 to me was it um i think people were so cynical about the world and you know the news just portrays all you hear is all the bad stuff every day you know and uh, what was refreshing to me was after that you saw how many good people there are out there because for every one bad one there's a thousand good ones and you realize that the world there's a lot of great people out there
Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened? Close your eyes and not go to sleep. Did you notice the sunset the first time in ages? Speak to some stranger on the street. Did you lay down at night and think of tomorrow? Go out and buy you a gun. Did you turn off that violent old movie you're watching? Turn on I Love Lucy runs. Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers? Stand in line and give your own blood. Did you just stay home and cling tight to your family? Thank God you had somebody to love. I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. But I know Jesus, and I've talked to God, and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us, and the greatest is love. I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in our rock and our red. But I know Jesus and I talk to God, and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us. And the greatest is love. And the greatest is love. And the greatest is love. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Alan Jackson fan or not? He did what Paul and Silas did. He took an event that was not right. And he took the word of God. And I can tell you that when people think of 9-11, they think of that song. How many people know the word of God? Through 1 Corinthians 13. We can trust God to work in ways that we can never imagine. Would you pray with me? Lord, there are things that happen in this world that we just do not understand. We remember the events of September 11, but we also have events in our everyday life that we don't get. We don't, we don't understand. We scream out why. We get mad. We break. We will curl up in a corner and cry because we're so angry about things that are happening. And we can't control those things, Lord, but we can trust you. You're the one who keeps your promises. You're the one who is faithful. You're the one that we are called to praise. 
just like Paul and Silas saying to you while they were sitting in a jail cell, just like so many came and sang praise to you and, and pleaded to you for mercy in the days following this tragic day in our nation's history, we sing to you now. We bring whatever it is, Lord, whatever it is that's an obstacle, whatever it is that's a lion just waiting around the corner, we bring it and we lay it at the foot of your cross. Truth and love can be found in you. You can open hearts that have been closed by broken trust, by anger, by whatever it is that's holding us back. It's your truth and your love that we trust. You hold the keys to our life.